Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Thank you for taking some time to to join us here in Vancouver, Canada. You ever been to Vancouver? You guys played here? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think. Like, I'm I'm positive that I saw you guys. We played that- there um, with Face to Face and and Teenage Bottle Rocket. Like, where was that? Was that a like the was it called Venue? Yeah, I think it was. I think, that, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I've seen you guys anyway. But anyway, um, how how's the camp, man? How's how's dealing with COVID? And like, obviously, we're, we're seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's there. Man, how are you guys specifically dealing with it? Uh, I'm I'm uh, dealing with it better now than than I was like, um, um, I'm like super high risk for it. Cause like I only have one long, so oh, wow. like I wow. was like really not leaving my pad at all, um, and I finally got vaccinated, so I'm like feeling way better now. But I I, I hate uh, that it's been such a clusterfuck of a of a vaccination. It's been insane, right? Like yeah, and 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 I thought I thought Canada would do a better job. In the U.S., honestly, and yeah, all my friends up there, are like, dude, we have to fucking go to India to get our vaccinations. Like, what the hell, really? That's unreal. It's, it's crazy, man. As like a a leading country, a G seven country, we have yeah. to we have to outsource vaccines. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of fucking shocked. Like, I've totally friends up there that are like really high risk too, and. Yeah, my wife is as well. So. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get it. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been such a mess. I, I think I I've, it's been easier for me than like my brother or other creative people because I I write as well, so like I can kind of live in my own head a little bit but like yeah with music and other collaborative stuff it's it's been really hard so what's that like for uh blacklist royals then for writing during covid and of course you've got the the doomsday girl ep coming out on april 2nd like yeah what was that process like in comparison to the other stuff you guys have done in the past like i, I would imagine <laughs> that must have just been a send back and forth pro tools like just a yeah it was it, it, again it, right it, it, it was like, um, and it would be like, you know, there's a, a couple times over the quarantine that like we'd have to go in the studio individually. Like we wouldn't even be in the same, like my brother might be in the control room and I'd be in the drum room and then I'd leave. Yeah, yeah. They'd, and then they had the drum tech guy would go in and um, I mean, we made it work, but it, it, it hasn't been easy. Like we really finally just kind of my brother and I were just finally able to start playing again the last like couple of weeks, which has been great. Yeah. Um, um, but it definitely uh, made me 
want to play music more you know what i mean like uh just having that taken away yeah um, and, and is it uh is it weird to release music during the pandemic like was there ever talk in in the in the group yeah. like fuck guys maybe we should hold off here and yeah it it, it, it has been weird and and like um we actually ha have a lot of stuff other stuff recorded that we're not releasing yet but like it's it's funny th this particular ep like um we'd wrote the songs for uh a, a movie soundtrack and like oh we're, and they we had we had them they weren't finished but then like they became weirdly like very relevant with the pandemic and stuff and right. and um we knew it was going to be a more scaled back kind of release, but at the same time, like, you know, everything's been such a drag and for music fans, especially. So we were like, let's go ahead and release these three songs as an EP and just have something cool to do. And yeah, just kind and, of bide the time for the, for your fans. Yeah. yeah, And, and um, that's cool. And so, yeah, we just, uh, the 10 people that give a shit we just thought <laughs> we'd give them something cool that so nice. maybe their, their week didn't suck as bad as every other week. yeah yeah so so you're saying you've got some, something else in the can like will we hear a full length um, yeah i mean anytime um, soon or we have uh a full length written and okay. um a bunch of other stuff I, actually like uh we'd wrote most of those songs for the soundtrack for um, my my memoir that I'd released a couple of years ago is getting made into a movie and right. now writing all the songs for that. So we have that and then we have a whole other full length written and we have a full length recorded for our other band, Bad Signs. And um, oh, wow. all that stuff we just, and most of that we did over quarantine and we just, we're, we're not releasing it yet um but those blacklist songs specifically we we wanted to go ahead and get out there like we were supposed to you know we'd been supposed to do this like 10-year anniversary show at the fest in florida and that got canceled and we were really bummed about that a lot of other people were bummed that about sucks, it sucks dude yeah so we just much, wanted yeah. to do something cool um yeah and hopefully that'll happen this year but yeah, we shall, we shall see. Well, it seems like I mean, it seems like the lights there. So, well, tell yeah. us about about writing the memoir, um, uh, "Die Young with Me." Like, how how long does that take? Is it something that, like, would you write another book? Um, yeah, I've actually written I, my third book's coming out in July. So, oh, nice. Um, but the memoir was definitely uh, that was the first thing I'd ever written, and and we were still touring really heavily. Um, so it probably took me like five years or so. Oh, wow. And, um, um, and, and uh, I mean, it kind of started out as it looked like a fucking suicide bomber manifesto <laughs> or something, it was like 900 pages or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, getting that out was like a, a huge, um, shift in my like it was a huge fucking deal and and really kind of opened up this yeah. creative world for me uh but it also kind of meant that we weren't 
doing as much blacklist royals because I was so busy with that. So it's, it's been really exciting to um, get to start playing music again and, and, and getting back into that. Cause right. uh, you know, right. <laughs> writing feels like, I mean, it's great, but it's like work, you know, in a way that playing music isn't. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, I definitely was so happy to get in there and bang on some drums. Right on, right on. Uh, w- with your with your brother, obviously your twin brother being in the band, do you feel that like do you guys have a leg up on other bands? Like, how long have you guys been playing fucking music together? Yeah, uh, since we were like we little were, kids, right? Yeah, like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Like, yeah, we we do in a way. I mean, in 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 a way, it's and definitely like probably our bandmates could attest for this. Like, it's definitely more challenging in some ways. <laughs> but uh, but uh, creatively, like it, we are really lucky because we we're just like working on the same wavelength, and we both uh, write the songs, and and we'll, we can just go all right, and like on this part, do some shit like this, and then this, and, then and he that. just gets it. He understands. Yeah, right? we'll be totally, totally. Yeah, uh, and it's not like it's not just you guys, but like. You look at bands like the Black Crows and ACDC and Heart yeah. and fucking Nickelback and Almond Brothers and like all these bands, and Kings of Leon. Yeah. You know, all these bands, there's, it's something about these sibling bands, man. It really, uh, it, it it's cool, man. Like there is something, um, it, 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 it's cool because you have, you, you have a collaborator in a, in a different way. I mean, unless it's gonna like, uh, I, I mean, it gets, it can get fucking contentious. And, and, and <laughs> oh, I know, bet there's times like, where you just want to fucking strangle yeah, them. Right? Uh, like, but like, you know, family gets contentious no matter if you're playing totally. music or what. So like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah man, I, I, I feel really lucky for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, at the um, best of times. What, what's the music in your house, man? As a like, as a kid growing up, what are your parents playing? Oh, uh, growing up, uh, they listened to a lot of oldies. Um, my, uh, my mom was really into like Bruce Springsteen and stuff like that. Um, li- like a lot of like Rod Stewart and shit like that, yeah. uh, that I love still. I mean, uh, that's right there. Those two guys, yeah. that's comfort music, man. Like right yeah, there. That's totally. just like, put it on. It's feel good tunes, you know? Yeah, and, and um, that, and, and I think like uh, really all, all the oldies and stuff help is probably part of the reason we I, I latched onto punk rock so much because it was familiar in that way, you know, like um, simple, catchy, right, straightforward. So who do you credit, kind of taking you guys? down that path i mean fucking punk uh, rock a far stretch my... from bruce springsteen and rod stewart yeah probably um uh our cousin anthony like um he we grew up in west virginia which is like the middle of nowhere and there was no uh punk rock at all and um he lived in richmond virginia which is like a pretty big punk rock city um like strike anywhere and Amberetta and there's a lot of cool bands from there. Um, 
So we had went there for like a family reunion and he was super big into punk rock and Nat and I were just like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And that was kind of it. Yeah. What was the first concert that you saw? Man, the first real band I ever saw was um, Helmet. Helmet? Uh, okay, Brad, great band. They, yeah, and it, it was really weird because we never got shows in our town, and they tried to put on some, like, outdoor venue thing in, our, in the park and booked Helmet to play, and, and <laughs> they were so loud. and Aggressive, and, I, and yeah. Yeah, I, I just remember going home and like raising my fucking symbols like this as high as it would go, you know. Uh, nice. How was, old were you for that? I was probably like 13 or 14. Wow. Oh, so that's a huge, huge so, eye opener. Yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah. I, I'd never seen like a real band before, you know. Yeah, that's deadly. Yeah, I read something. Was it that you guys have played in like a fucking prison? Did, did I read that right? <laughs> We have, yeah, we uh, we played in a women's prison in in Germany. Uh, how did, how did that get hooked up? Like what? What? It, it was it was just crazy thing. Like we were going over on tour, and and our our booking agent, I, I think it was, was like, if you guys want to do a date, like whatever town it was in i don't even remember the fucking town but like whatever the town was they were like if you guys want to do a day show at the prison you'll get paid like five times as much as you're getting paid at the actual show and 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 i was like the women like not only will we do it like we want to fucking like record it and put we and release we it to record it and release it Fuck and, yeah. um, and it was going to be called Cage Heat, and wow. I was like so fucking excited. But um, we had in our minds like Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Totally, and it was like not. <laughs> it was like this weird, like very intimidating kind of thing, and um, and, and it sucked for my brother too because we were we had worked out on the stage banner, and we were covering like. Then Lizzie's jailbreak and like oh, no. jailhouse rock and shit like that. Cause we wanted to put it on the record. Yeah. And, um, and like, so when it actually went down, they brought the prisoners out and it was like really weird and intimidating. And they're kind of like cat calling us in German and no. shit. And, uh, and I, and I just kind of kept my eyes down the whole time, but he had to like, I was like, you still got to do the stage banter. So he's saying, like, this song goes, I'll tell you jailbirds and shit no. like that. <laughs> and, uh, and it was actually, it, but then it was actually really awesome because we finished the show and we were like outside. And so they had some girls in the yard, but then it was like an old prison. Like it looked like the prison from Shawshank Redemption or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's girls like hanging out of their cells and they start, throwing down like they had uh, printed off like flyers about the show and like throwing them down to for us to sign them and it was really like i just go i never in my life imagined 
I would my picture would be up in a in women's a women's prison, prison in Germany. Like, this is such <laughs> a huge milestone in my life. Like, and it was all of a sudden like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, dude, fucking. Dip, 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 dip. Did you yeah. guys actually oh, fucking do jailbreak? It, yeah, yeah, we did, and we actually went from it was like a medley of prison <laughs> songs. It was like so poorly thought out like tonight and, uh, is gonna be a jailbreak. yeah we did jailbreak into jailhouse rock that's and, awesome uh, uh and th then the fucked up thing is the the tape messed up and we didn't even get to use the oh. recording and it was such a bummer because it was such a great weird experience yeah totally yeah i was it, like when i read that i'm like fuck i gotta ask him about that man that had to be yeah, like, that's gotta know, be up yeah. there for Nobody, yeah. nobody ever asks about that. And it was such mm. a funny, and, and there was actually one, uh, there was one prisoner who was like saying something in that and, and she had like a really bad outbreak of something all over her face. And, uh, the, the guard was like, she's saying she wants to kiss you. And that's like, oh, I don't think that's allowed. And he goes, no, it's fine. And let her out. And she comes over and like plants this huge kiss on him. And the next day he woke up and he had shit all over his face, breaking out of oh, his face. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Something to remember me by. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for wow. the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, let's get outside of music uh, for a second, what you're known for. Um, what, what are you pinching, man, right now? pandemic you got tons of time what, what are the shows I, what are the shows you're binging oh what shows am i binging man oh my god i just watched this show called the murders at white house farm on hbo and it okay. and it's a true story oh, it's man. like a six-part series and it's just it was so fucked and uh uh, dude, I get into those as well. I can't remember the what was the name of the one, the something Ramirez, the San Francisco Richard Ramirez. Fucking yeah. dude, if you oh, haven't seen that on Netflix, man, it is. I haven't watched it yet. I, I know what you're talking about. Like, it, it's just you know, most serial killers like that, they'll have like a rhyme and a reason. It's like, you know, it's yeah. a white, it's white girls between 18 and 30 or whatever, and you know, it, it's in a taxi all the time, it's this or whatever. Like, there's always an MO. But this Ramirez guy was like fucking kids and women and men and blacks and whites, Latinos didn't give a fuck. Like just the well, creepiest I, I, shit. I actually know somebody whose aunt was almost picked up by him. And uh he like invited her and her friend to a party and she wanted the friend wanted to go because she thought he was cute, you know, and she's like sensed something off about him and was like, fuck that. And then, and then, like two weeks later, they they uh, they arrested him. Yeah, and they arrested him based on a fucking shoe print, bro. Unreal. It's it's unreal. Like, uh, uh, and 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 now I'm watching um, this show called Snowfall. That's like really cool. It's, it's about. Um, which is also a true story and totally fucked up. Like the crack epidemic in the 1980s and on the West coast in California and how that was uh, funded by the CIA. And uh, really, because, which is wow. true. 
the CIA, Reagan was doing all that shit in the Middle East the, or, or in the South America with the Sandinistas and stuff and like funded that by having the CIA sell these drugs, which ended up becoming crack cocaine. And like, it's such a fucked up story, but it's really, it's really interesting. Mm. You get into the uh, superhero stuff like the WandaVision and man, I, 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 uh, I like that show. Um, Doom patrol. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was really cool. And I, I do love, like, I loved fucking superheroes, man. Uh, when I was a kid and like, um, I never, I never got into like, I haven't, I haven't, um, let myself get into all those Marvel universe movies and shit, you know, like, <laughs> dude, now that's I, a slippery slope, man. Once you... being, like, I haven't even like, I haven't even uh, ventured down that yet. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, but you liked it as a kid. So, like, did you collect comics, or was it just more? You fucking, yeah, I loved comics. Okay. So I collected like Spider Man and mm. and X Men, especially. Yeah, same. And, um, Interesting, um, but you haven't let yourself go down that path. Or why is that? I I, I don't know. I, I think I'm like a fucking uh, snob, maybe. Like, a, <laughs> I, to be honest, like I think, um, like I dug. Uh, I dug the first two, the original, like first two Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I really did. I, I liked, uh, I loved Wonder Woman. I loved like, uh, the first Captain America movie. Yeah. Did you see the first Iron Man? The Iron Man movies were fucking awesome. Like, cause that, I mean that John Favreau, once he took a hold of that franchise, it's fucking like, dude, you don't even make a movie unless it's going to hit Iron Man. Like, yeah, I I thought the both the first really Iron Man one, two, three were fucking amazing. Yeah. um, So it sounds like you have. So yeah, I have. I think it was like like the last when there was like two a year coming out. Yeah. They're at overkill right now. Yeah. That, that I, I kind of, dropped off but yeah there's there's initial ones i did like those yeah interesting okay so now i'm asking as a comic book fan then which superpower would you want to have man you know i've thought about this many times um and i think uh i i i like the idea of like um I, i i like the idea of the animantium I know that's not really a superpower, but like, like Wolverine, Wolverine, it's, it's interesting. Cause like he can basically add on powers cause he can't fucking really get hurt. So like, you know, I'm going, you know, now I have the possibility of like upgrading my shit. And yeah. that, that's pretty cool. That's it, pretty cool. I mean, and, and uh, they don't really know his age. Yeah, because which, of the healing right. factor, it's, and like, fuck, he could be a couple hundred years old, right? Yeah, and uh, what about you? Teleportation. That's a good one, man. The fucking nightcrawler, right? Like, Dude, you know, I could be tele, I could teleport. Uh, obviously, not right now because fucking COVID. But <laughs> te- teleport and hang out with you rather than this Zoom shit, right? <laughs> I wonder what the restrictions on uh, teleportation. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be nightcrawlers because <laughs> nightcrawler could only teleport where he could see. Yeah. And you know, when I randomly now, like the most underused super X Men really to me was Storm. 
Because I'm like, couldn't she just make a fucking storm every like couldn't that end every battle yeah, like, like everything like couldn't you just make a big tsunami <laughs> kill all these fucking people yeah. and uh and, and and they never really utilized that i know right oh you got a cat oh yeah it's my brother's cat cat james Aww. i have a cat and dog running around in here love cats love cat i got a little dog too i got a we should have called him pandemic or covid but uh Got him <laughs> six months back. He's just a cute little golden retriever. Really? That's named Sergeant Puppers. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, I got my dog like uh, a couple months before the, the pandemic. And like, oh, yeah. and he's like a special needs dog. So he's such a fucking, he's so much fucking work. Really? But it, it ended up kind of like keeping me sane. Cause like hell yeah, dogs pissing all over you. Can't like think about the <laughs> overwhelming sense of doom. <laughs> like you know, like totally. it really, it really helped center me. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was the last place you went on vacation? Man, um, uh, uh, last real vacation I took was to this it was it was an awesome trip actually it was we went to denver and went to uh drove outside of denver to where the stanley hotel is which is the hotel that the shining was based on oh okay and um and we stayed there and it was fucking creepy to and we just got like high as fuck and went around the hotel and there was weird shit happening like like the elevator would open and shut and what oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh so we did that and it was awesome and then we went to um couple couple twins walking the hallways let's get the fuck out yeah of here. we were we looking like total psychos <laughs> and uh and then we went to red rocks and saw brian adams Oh no! Way. <laughs> Brian Adams, wow, which was awesome. Yeah, you know, I uh, uh, I also play drums like you. I'm not fucking anywhere. I'm no nowhere near pro. Uh, yeah, but I have an awesome Brian Adams story. When I was uh, uh, working up at a radio station up in Prince George, uh, Northern BC, he was doing a, a part of his tour. I don't know if he still does it today. I don't even know if he's fucking still tours or not. But for this tour, he was like, "All right, this is the time of the tour where you know, like, we're gonna get." listener the the people in the crowd to come up and fucking play the instruments and i was like yeah. here we go right and my my girlfriend at the time she's nudging me she's like put your hand up and i'm at literally at the fucking back of the venue that's like a i don't know twelve thousand seater hockey hockey yeah. rink up, in, up in pg and uh you know so i was like just to basically shut her up i was like fine so i put my hand up and fucking boom the spotlight the big tall guy in the back <laughs> look at me so i get up and i play summer of 69 that's uh, real dude it was fucking insane that's uh dude, you know like like uh, as a guy like like yeah. you know i'm a i'm like a weekend warrior fucking yeah like i'll i'll butcher a classic like nobody's business but like to get up the bass player remained there was a new guitarist. Brian sang some, but there was a singer as well. Like it was like one of the coolest memories for me that's, ever. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like you I mean, hear about you hear about people doing that stuff, but I've never met anybody that's actually good. And, and more nerve wracking. 
but so buddy, you know, I walk up and buddy hands me that I think his name is Paul. He hands me the sticks. He goes, can you play? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I won't, <laughs> I won't fuck, the, you know, I won't fuck it up, but more nerve wracking fucking buddy stands right here. Like, fuck, I could touch him close. That's, that's, that would, that would fucking be horrifying. It, it was it, insane. I mean, like, I, I, to be honest, I've had a chance to do that at like, like tours we've been on. Yeah. Well, the headliner and, yeah. and I, and I've gone, nah. <laughs> and these <laughs> are like, I mean, like 500 cap rooms are like big to me, but like not a fucking stadium. Dude, 12,000, like, a, you know, Unreal. just stop the kick. It was That's, like, holy shit. That and then afterwards, Brian Adams came up to me and he gave me a hug and he said, Hey man, so, you know, like one of the best performances we've ever had for drums. <laughs> Cause at the time I was playing a ton, man. I was playing yeah. a couple, two, three hours daily. Right. Oh, so, so you must have fucking killed. I, I fucking crushed it, man. That's dude. I mean, to do, that's like getting, that's like getting called dinner a basketball game and making the fucking half court. Shot. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like literally shaking as I'm walking back to my seat. Right. Like that's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's been, I, I know this is impossible, but like, what's been your career highlight? Can you nail it down to like one thing or is that just like, fuck dude, not happening? Uh, uh, man. I, I, uh, uh <laughs> my, uh, I honestly like, uh, like, like it's hard to fucking say. Like, um, I, I know, uh, my, uh, my rock and roll highlight was uh, long story short. Mom, I, I tried to take my mom to a Bruce Springsteen concert, and um, and I and we stood in line for fucking hours. She had like a sign. She was so excited, uh, and then they said the tickets I had were counterfeit. Took the tickets, took her sign. I got in a fight with the guy. It was a terrible experience. So then he was playing in Nashville like a year later, and I convinced her to, I was like, calm down, whatever. We ended up up front. Um, and and like he played uh, a clash song and like was looking at and like was like nodded to us because there's like some us punk rockers up front. And we were like, whoa. And then he played um, Thunder Road and he threw out his harmonica and I fucking caught it. Nice. And, and and like, I've never caught anything in my life. Like I was literally the one kid that didn't even make it in Little League. They wouldn't even look <laughs> the Little League. And, and I couldn't believe it. And I, I, I gave it to my mom. And then he played dancing in the dark and he's going like, is that your mom? And I was like, yes, it's my fucking mom. And I, I, I don't even know how he did. He somehow floated into the crowd like fucking Magneto. Now that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Picked her up. Yeah. He picked her up. They danced, they slow danced for dancing in the dark. He kissed her on the lips. No. Like levitated her back into the fucking crowd. 
and like nothing I've ever done has matched seeing my mom dance with Bruce Springsteen. She swears that he whispered his hotel room number into her ear, but she was too nervous and forgot it. I, I don't know if that's true, but I like to believe it is. Dude, that's such an awesome story, man. Hey, well, dude, I got the harmonica fucking framed fucking up right there. Like, deadly, man. So awesome, wow. man. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty but, awesome. Uh, but you, you're one of the only fucking people I've ever met that just topped that story. Oh, I don't know about that, man. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't dancing with Brian Adams. You yeah, know? yeah, but yeah, but I wasn't even on stage. I'm like fucking dancing with this guy vicariously through my mom. Like, yeah, wow. I, I would have pushed her out of the fucking way if I could. <laughs> he would have danced with me. I would have told her to sit the fuck down. Slow dancing with uh, <laughs> yeah. with, with the boss. Yeah, I would have. I would have been all about it, man. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap it up here and respect your time here. And uh, um, oh, I, yeah, thanks so much. Man. Thank you again, man, for taking some time and jumping on. Looking forward to uh, well, I've, obviously, I've heard the album. I got the advance or the EP. Um, cool. I, I'm looking forward to you guys maybe coming back to Vancouver. And when that happens, let's uh, let's grab let's a beer. Hang and, out, uh, man. I, I, hang I, out. Would, I, I would love that, dude. Uh, drinks on me for sure. I, right uh, on. Okay, bud. Man, thanks. Yeah, uh, you guys are easy to find online simply uh, at Blacklist Royals, and uh, I guess we'll see you online. Cool, man. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.